Hello everyone and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host Rachel V and I am a femininity embodiment expert and coach. This podcast was created to offer a safe place for women to express themselves, learn, master, and protect their feminine aura. My focus is feminine energy, but I do invite masculine energies and voices to be a part of the conversation. I mean, let's face it, masculine and feminine energies need each other. During this podcast, you will be entertained and schooled by myself and hand-picked guests. I believe it's my God's given gift to the world to show women how to operate highly in their feminine frequency. I hope you enjoy yourself here in this captivating atmosphere I've created for you and for me. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. Hello, fams, and welcome back to another episode of Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and this podcast series is all about healing your mind, body, and soul. So I've been taking you guys, you ladies, through my journey of healing and all of the steps and processes that I did and things I discovered about myself on this healing journey of mine. And my last and final topic that I want to talk about in this series is vulnerability. Being vulnerable for me is one of the most hardest things that I can do. And I have really, really been working on this. I've been working on, um, you know, speaking my mind when I have a problem or just, you know, admitting when I'm wrong or when I don't know something or when I don't have things all figured out. When I was a little girl, I remember being in middle school and I remember telling a close friend of mine something about myself. I told her that um, I liked this little boy and that we had kissed. And she was like a really close friend of mine. I don't know why I even told this girl that because I had have a twin sister. So that's who I should should have been telling all of my stuff to. But um, yeah, I told her that I kissed this boy and you know, one thing led to another, and this little girl told at least five other people, and then it got around the school. So that was that was my first shutdown. I remember not wanting to. I remember not wanting to talk to the girl anymore. I didn't want to confront the girl. I didn't want to say anything to her. But it's really amazing how when you stop and you think, and when you talk, and you're going to counseling, and you're learning about yourself, how little things from your childhood will carry on in your adult life. So vulnerability is really your superpower. It's really acknowledging, uh, you know, when you have a hurt, when you're hurt or when you're having a problem or, you know, you just want to talk and just get it out and Like I said, this is something that I I have struggled with in my life and I have been really, really better at that. And 
the thing is, when you're vulnerable, you know, you feel like you're just open, just wide open. And what I've learned is that sharing different things about yourself or just sharing things that you might be uncomfortable with or, you know, problems that have came up in your life that you just don't know what to do. Making sure that you're vulnerable with the right people, right? And people that are not going to use this information against you or not use something that they have learned against you. So it was very important for us to really just have discernment over who we discuss things with or we talk to. But I am so happy that I have a social circle that is so tight knit and I have friends like really close friends that I know for a fact that I can be vulnerable with. I remember, you know, when I would have issues with people instead of me just like talking it out, I would just cut them off. I wouldn't even say anything. Now I am going to address it We're going to have a conversation and then from there, I will decide whether or not I want to continue with whether we have a friendship, you know, any kind of relationship that we have. Um, I just want to get that out the way and figure that part out, say how I feel, say my piece and, you know, move, figure out how I'm going to move forward from there. It doesn't always have to be a negative decision. And sometimes some people just can no longer serve a place in our lives. And that's like important to me right now. Like me being able to feel free to talk, feel free to be open, feel free to trust. Because really that's what life is about. And if we don't, trust how can we truly heal right I just learned this about maybe two weeks ago right I had still been struggling with being vulnerable um I was talking to a friend and he was telling me a story about themselves and it sounded very similar to a story about myself and I sat there and I didn't say anything They were like sharing, sharing, sharing and, you know, talking and stuff. And I was just like, why did you do that? Like, why didn't you open up? Why didn't you take that opportunity to open up? That could have been a nice bonding moment for the both of you. But you just sat quiet. I don't know why I did that, but um, I definitely been like working on being more vulnerable and being more open and and talking because it's just it's really important. it's, It's healthy. In so many different ways, keeping things inside all the time and not letting them out and, you know, discussing how you feel like you don't want to overthink all the time. You don't want to just continue to like, you know, keep things in your head and it'll kind of keep you on a hamster wheel (laughs) as far as your thoughts go. So it's it's, it's really healthy to just kind of have somebody that you can talk to. I'm not talking about trauma dumping because that's something different. You don't want to not process how you're feeling, but then just dump all of your stuff on somebody. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, just being open and honest about 
maybe your past or something that has happened or something that you learned from. Lord knows I have plenty of things that that I have learned from. Um, I was telling my friend today, and this is like about me being a single mom. And I was telling my friend that I have moments sometimes when I feel um, guilty for being a single mom, me being vulnerable. (laughs) And, you know, I had to sit and think like, if I am feeling guilty, where's the gratitude? You know, I have to take that guilt and be grateful for what I have and all of the experience that I'm experiencing. You know, I'm not saying that being a single mom is something I signed up for because Lord knows it, it was definitely not something I signed up for. And I don't, I really don't think or agree that anybody should be a single mom, but it just is what it is. And, you know, that's what's going on out here. You know, it's been going on for I don't know how long. But me being in a grateful space, just being grateful, waking up, being grateful and being happy that I am able to experience all the things that I'm experiencing, especially with my son. Today, I discovered that he's talented in so many different areas besides, you know, sports. And I was like blown away. Like, wow, I I didn't know you were that good. I don't want to say what it is, right? Because, you know, that's my son's story. But I just was like, oh my God, like you're really, really, really good. And it, it, it made me really happy that I can experience that with him. So, you know, you know, my, my calendar is, is, is growing when it comes to my son, you know, (laughs) it's already really, really full, but now it's even more fuller that I've learned about this new talent that he has. And, you know, I'm here to help him develop in every single way. Anything that I can do to help him develop is, 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 is what I'm going to do. It's going to be my mission to make sure that he has all the resources, all the tools, everything that he needs in this life to be happy and successful. I am going to do that for my son. Being a mother, that takes vulnerability. <laughs> Being an excellent parent, that also takes sacrifice. Being a parent is like the biggest job, the most important job that you can have on this earth. And that's enough for me to push through for being a single mom. Like I wouldn't trade my situation. I wouldn't trade my position and my son's and my children's life for the world. My kids have made me very strong. They have made me very independent. They have made me take a dire situation and change it around for the better. If I didn't have my two kids, I don't know. My purpose in life, and I have several purposes, but my purpose in life is to be the best mom that I can be. Me just walking this path and learning more and more and being able to be close with my kids, it, it, it means the world to me. And when I think about femininity and I think about, 
um, you know, my other business salon, Roche, you know, I think about when I created those things, those things have afforded me to be able to financially take care of my kids. And it also gave me the motivation to push through any kind of obstacle obstacle that I've had. So I don't know where I will be without my kids. Like, I just, I just don't know. So I'm beyond grateful. Even though being a single mom is, is not the most easiest task, it hasn't been the easiest task. But without those two, you know, my purpose, I, I definitely probably wouldn't have known what my purpose was. So, yes, being a single mom, it can have its challenges and definitely can have um, a weight sometimes. But I don't think that I would trade, you know, my experience on this earth for the world. I don't I don't think that I would vulnerability. Why it is so important. So listen, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. Please make sure you like and subscribe. I am so happy to have you here. Again, my name is Rachel V. If you are new here and I am what you call a femininity, femininity healer. Um, I have a brand called Femininity that I have on right now. We have some new things that are coming in. But again, if you're new to the channel, please like, subscribe, leave comments. That's how we continue to push out the content, how people can continue to find our channel and continue to grow the podcast because I love doing this. This is just this is one of my passions to help you ladies heal. So I wanted to go over um, a couple of things like we that was my last healing moment. And I wanted to share that with you guys just about being vulnerable, just about having vulnerability and being able to use that as your superpower and be able to make you stronger. And it really does help when you are trying to heal and you're, you've been through a lot and you're going through a lot. Just being able to talk and get that out and get that through. I, I swear I had at least four of my friends call me with a situation this this week. Four. And because I am able to talk about the things that I go through, they felt comfortable to talk to me about the things that they were going through. And I mean, when you don't have like people that are really close to you in your life, it's like you don't have anybody to feed off of. You don't have anybody that you can, you know, get advice from or you know, say, listen, I'm doing this wrong or I'm doing this right. And, you know, I feel really good about being in a position to help a friend. And, you know, all of them had different stories. All of them had different situations. But I see how people can get stuck. They can get into their own way because we don't talk. We feel embarrassed. We feel ashamed. We feel like we have to put on this facade like we have it all together and nobody has it all together. Nobody. Nobody has it all together. All of us is just figuring it out what makes us happy. But one thing I do know is all of us have some type of childhood trauma that keeps us stuck in a way. And through my parenting, that's the one thing that I think about all the time. Rachel, are you doing anything? Are you projecting anything that will make this B 
be a difference in your son's life, your daughter's life, anything at all. I'm very conscious of that because I know how my parents and my parents' style have affected me in my adulthood. My mom, she was a workaholic. She worked all the time. Um, So by the time she got home, you know, from working all the time, she was tired. She didn't have any room left to kind of like talk to us, nurture us, play with us, sing to us, hug us, kiss us, none of that. And um, that's one of the things that I I love in like my relationships is like my friendships, relationships. I want to be close. I want to talk. I want to conversate. I want attention. And, um, you know, she just didn't have that to give. My mom was a single mom. And this is one thing I didn't want to repeat, right? My mom was a single mom. She worked at Bell Atlantic. They called Bell Atlantic back then, but it's, a, it's Verizon now. And I watched her get up every single day. We always had our lights on. We always had, um, the phone was always working. We always had food in the house. We didn't have cheese. <laughs> but we had bread and meat. We didn't have um, peanut butter, but we had jelly. <laughs> it was like one of those kind of households. But um, I remember, you know, she just took care of everything. I watched her take care of everything. I watched her do everything. I just watched her be a strong woman. But one thing that I can say that I didn't get from her was a lot of conversation. I didn't get a lot of hugs. I didn't get a lot of, you know, a lot of things that you would get from your parent. Now I suffocate my kids. Like I'm always talking to them. I'm always in their face. I'm always asking them how their day was. I'm always hugging and kissing on them because I want to make sure that they get everything that they need. I want to make sure that I am fully present. Even though I work a lot, I am still fully present. I'm calling I'm checking in. I'm just making sure because I don't want to enforce or I don't want to create any kind of childhood trauma for my kids. Nothing that I can control anyway. I feel like um, some things you just can't control. Some some things is just going to shape your kid's life. And it's, it's, it's nothing that I can really do about that. But if I control it, I will. Um, my dad, he lived in another state. So, you know, he came through when I saw him. Like, you know, he would come through for some holidays. And, you know, he wasn't fully present, but he was there. Like, we talked on the phone all the time. But um, I just had a really different childhood. Um it just was different. That's really what I could say. It was different, but I, I know that it shaped me into the person I am today. And a lot of that, me not wanting to be vulnerable with people, kind of had a little bit to do with that also. Um, I will say this. Working on yourself is a daily thing. It's a daily thing. It's, it's, it takes a lot of work. It's, it's never going to be. It's a, it's a non-ending cycle that I'm perfectly okay with. Because I feel like I, I went so many years not knowing what to do, what was going on, why I thought a certain way, why I react a certain way. And now... 
I have the tools, I have the knowledge, I have the experience to know that certain things just not going to fly. So, yeah, certain things is just not going to fly with me. I want to share this story with you guys, right? I was telling a girlfriend of mine that I've always been love-bombed in some kind of way to the point where I pick up on that shit so quick. I pick up on that shit so quick. So let me tell you guys, right? I don't know if you know what love bombing is. I talk about this sometimes on a podcast because a lot of my, I notice a lot of my friends don't know what it is, right? I feel like I'm the expert in it. Love bombing is when someone gives you so much attention in the, in the beginning and they say things like, you're the only one for me. I really, really love you. Um, you know, can we start a family? They be saying all of this stuff bombing can be like different for different people. For me, it's always been somebody rushing in. <laughs> and then I find out all of their messy, terrible ways <laughs> when it's ended. But love bombing can really be a serious thing. So anyway, I met this guy on my shopping or my business at Home Depot. I always go to Home Depot to get um, like stuff like um, paper towels, uh, cleaning supplies, you know, all of that stuff for the salon. I met this guy at Home Depot. He saw me from the aisle. Normally, I ignore the mess out of these kind of people. But because he was in Home Depot, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I'll take his card because I may need some work done to the salon. So let me finish telling you. So I'm going to the counter to pay for my things. And this guy sees me and says, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So I stop and I'm like, what? Right. Normally, I would not be giving nobody my phone number at Home Depot. But because he said he was a builder, you know, he was from a certain area, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, yeah, let me take his car because I may need something done to the salon. I'm pretty much starting my. um, What do you call it? Rolodex over and I didn't have any handy people. So I was like, OK, cool. Let me let me take the number. So we exchanged numbers and everything. And then when I got outside to put the things in my car, I had paid for my stuff. That was over. I went outside, took the things to my car. And, you know, I just said, hey, you know, all right, I'll give you a call. Well, I get to the car and he says, no, excuse me. I am actually interested in you. And I explained like, oh, well, you know, I'm not dating. You know, I'm not looking for anything like that, you know, because I mean, the guy just was not my type, y'all, like, and not at all. But, you know, I didn't want to be rude. And like I said, I really took the number, you know, so that I can get some stuff done to my business, right? Well, anyway, I talked to the guy on the parking lot and we were talking and he was saying, you know, telling me about the projects and stuff that he was working on, like kind of making small talk. I was listening, but I, I, I was listening, but I wasn't really listening. Well, anyway. I wound up getting like three missed calls. Now, this was early in the morning. Most of the time, my phone is on do not disturb until 10 a.m. Because I don't like to get phone calls before 10 a.m. And I noticed I had three missed calls from this person, from this number. And I'm like, let me call the number back. So 
I called the number back and it was the guy. So I was like, oh my God, what the <laughs> So I said, listen, I'm getting ready to head into work and, you know, I have to give you a call back later. Well, anyway, the guy had been texting me, you know, asking me questions like, hey, can we meet for coffee? This and that and that. And I'm like, why is this guy in such a rush? I literally told him that I was not interested in dating anybody, right? So anyway, um, he was telling me how he builds houses and he wanted to build me a house and he wanted to do this and he wanted to do that, all this stuff, right? So I'm ignoring the guy. I'm not really paying it no attention. Anyway, this happened on like a Wednesday. By that Saturday, I had had like so many text messages from this man. So y'all, I'm very blunt and direct. And I literally said, listen, I do not like getting repeat messages I don't like getting repeat phone calls that is pretty alarming to me I need you to stop right make a long story short this guy wound up texting me the wrong name twice he called me Jessica and Felicia so I blocked the number right oh but no it didn't stop there I blocked the number and I want to say maybe an hour later, I was getting a call from another number. Never seen this number before in my life, but I don't pick up numbers. I don't know. So this went on for about a week. And then I got an unavailable number. So sometimes when my son calls me, it says unavailable. And I was like, okay, maybe this is him. I'm going to pick it up. It was like early in the morning. So I was like, let me pick it up. So I picked up the phone. It was like, ah. I actually recorded the conversation because I was going to, um, my girlfriend was um, here with me at the time. Well, when the call came in, she was here. She was like, record that. Nobody's going to believe this is happening. And I mean, the things that he was saying, I was like, yo, you must got low self-esteem or something. It's no way. So basically, the guy had wound up calling me from a block number. And as soon as I answered the phone, he was like, Rachel, no, he didn't say my name because he didn't know my name and I wouldn't tell him my name. And he kept asking me my name, but he knew that's why he got blocked. So he called and he was like, listen, I'm really, really sorry. You know, um, I know that you blocked me because you, I didn't know your name. And he was going on and on and on and on. And he said something about that doesn't change how the way I feel about you. And I paused. And I was like, are you okay? You don't feel anything for me. You don't even know me. What are you talking about? I was like, you know, people really take their insecurities. They take their low vibes and how they feel about themselves and try to project and put that on other people. You really was trying your best to come over here in my little life and thought you was just going to ease your little way in here off of some fucking words. Are you crazy? <laughs> are you okay? Like, no, seriously, are you okay? Take your lying behind somewhere else with that bullshit. And I hope and pray that those words and those lines and that manipulation does not work on someone else. I just pray because you're full of shit. And again, are you okay? That's what I said. 
he was like quiet and I just, I just couldn't hold it in. I was just like, no, something is really wrong with you. You don't know me. We talked on the phone once. You text me with no replies. What are you talking about the way you feel about someone? Where do people get off? I'd be wondering, like, what? I could be a whole crazy person. I could be a cute girl that's running around here sleeping with every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and you talking about how you feel about a person. So I just hope and pray that you ladies pay attention to these kind of people. They come, they say all these little marvelous things and they say all of these things to you to try to get to the finish line. And that is nothing but manipulation. I want to also tell you people that don't have shit to offer, people that don't have a pot to piss in, people that can recognize that they are not on your level, they would do things like this. They will rush to get to the finish line and it's just not okay. I just want you guys to recognize that. Anyway, I have to end this podcast. I'm having so much fun. I feel like I just started warming up. But of course, we have more to come. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend of a friend of a friend or a cousin or a mother or auntie. And make sure you like and subscribe. Also, make sure you leave me a comment. Let me know how you are feeling about it. Um, I see all your comments. You guys make me so happy when you say, Rachel, thank you so much for being back. I'm so happy that you're back. Listen, I am happy to be back because like I tell you guys, this podcast helps me too. I am continuing my healing journey, but this definitely does conclude um, this series of healing your mind, body and soul. Now we can really get to the juicy stuff because ladies, I have some really amazing things for you. I've been working really, really hard at the gym, ladies. I hope you guys notice. And, you know, I will be showing off all of my nice curves and stuff on Instagram. I hope you guys are ready because, you know, 2024 is coming and we got to go so hard with our self-care. We got to go so hard with our goals. We got to go so hard with getting our finances together. We got to go so hard with getting our skin together, our bodies together. We got to go so hard with getting our mental together. We got to go so hard for us that that energy that you want, it's going to be un deniable like seriously ladies thank you so much for supporting femininity by rachel b and i'll see you guys soon